Hey, thanks for tuning in to the Resilience on the Rocks podcast. I'm your host, Stevie G. This podcast is primarily geared to provide listeners with tangible concepts that they can relate to as well as using their personal lives. Each episode is unique as we bring down-to-earth guests with many perspectives and practical advice. It's for anyone that needs that nudge to push through life and align with their passions. We hope that you are able to enjoy each episode just as much as we do. Feel free to follow us on all social media platforms and share this podcast with someone you know, because we all have our successes and failures, but getting through the storm is the most rewarding. So for now, sit back and pour yourself a glass of resilience on the rocks. What's going on, everybody? I'm your host, Stevie G, and welcome back to another episode of Resilience on the Rocks. With me today, I have a childhood friend, one of my best friends, and he's pretty much like a brother at this point. So with me today, I have Lazaro Becerra, or Lazaro Becerra, uh, but go ahead, Lazaro. I'm not going to steal your thunder. Tell everybody who you are, where you come from, and how you got to where you are today. Hey, thanks, brother. I appreciate you having me on the show. Um, so yes, yeah, so my name is Lazaro. So Steve and I basically grew up in this beautiful, small little town called Linden, New Jersey. Uh, <laughs> population of all, no, nah, I actually don't know how many people live there, but uh, crazy too many. town. Yeah, too many. Uh, grew up pretty much in childhood. Families know each other pretty close. Um, a little bit born about myself. So as I mentioned, grew up in Linden. Um, pretty much didn't leave Linden until I went to school. Um, as you know, I went to a military college in Vermont with the hopes of commissioning into the Navy. Uh, unfortunately, uh, the big guy upstairs had a few other plans for me, so that didn't work out, right, um, due to, to vision and, and a few other things, right? But all good, you know, so fortunate to, to be able to graduate and, you know, kind of reevaluate my life from there. Um, struggled a little bit to find kind of that sense of purpose, right? Um, shortly after, didn't really know what the hell to do with myself, right? I thought I was going to be, in the Navy and some submarine somewhere, you know, and, uh, you know, kind of have to realize, well, shit, I don't know what to do right outside. So it took me a little bit to kind of adapt and overcome and realize what was best for me. And ultimately I just realized like working with people, man, it was like the biggest thing. Right. Um, so I did a little bit of retail at first just to, you know, obviously bills don't stop. Right. And coming out of school, you know, you want to make some money. Uh, to essentially prove to yourself that you're worth something, right, uh, after oh, yeah. you got some degree and shit. But, uh, so I did retail for a little bit, for about two years. I was a store manager for a large um, flooring company for a little bit. Uh, retail is obviously retail, right? You're working the holidays and shit. You're working late nights, early mornings, weekends, right? Not the best ideal role, right? But at the end of the day, you got to do what you got to do. Um Met my, uh, or started dating, I'd say, my current, my wife now, right? So we started dating uh, back then. Uh, you know how that goes. Once you meet the girl, everything gets different. Um, you know, so I started to do something corporate rise. I, I got into corporate sales for a little bit. Uh, did that, kind of worked my way into corporate. Um, like the environment, right? It's nine to five, pretty chill, you know, a lot less weekends. You got your holidays off, all that good stuff. Um, and then from a sales perspective, one of my buddies at that job was like, Hey, my wife works at this agency, uh, doing recruiting, very people driven, customer service driven, you know, and then also you can make a lot of money, right? You have the opportunity to make a lot of money based off placements and things like that. So I said, all right, shit, why not? Right. Um, I've always been that mentality that if I'm going to leave somewhere, it's obviously for more money, right. To better myself and my family. Right. And that similar to yourself, right? You know, you always want to make more right where you go and, and always better for you and your family. So I took the leap. I jumped into recruiting. Actually, six years ago, yesterday was my first day of recruiting. Oh, wow. uh, I, yeah, at this large staffing firm. 
Was there for about two years, man, just shy under. Um, learned a lot about recruiting, learned a lot about just people, man. Uh, you learned so much about others, their stories, and how it relates to you. And you learn so much, you absorb everything as a sponge, man. Um, but it was a little crazy. I was working like 60 hours a week, 70 hours a week. Oh, man. You know, rec- recruiting, as you know, man, never stops or, or, unless oh, you stop it, God. right? Yeah, unless force yourself to stop so um i ended up transitioning out of like the staffing world into a medical device company for a little bit um very good team but because going to norwich i always had the ambition of doing something government relating or defense related things like that but it had to kind of make my way and i I understood i had to make some sacrifices along the way and kind of get some experience before going to the quote-unquote big leagues right of like the defense exactly. companies, but uh, landing a small defense contractor, uh, soldier in recruiting, right? Uh, I was there for over two years. Um, once I was there, uh, everything was great. I was in the office every day, building great relationships. And then, uh, you know, the, the infamous 2020 came knocking on the door, um, oh, as man. everyone knows, and the pandemic hit, right? Um, what thought of, hey, you know, Pack just the minimum stuff at the office. We're going to be back in two weeks to we're working from home indefinitely, right? You have no idea. Um, And, you know, I was here for a little over two years. um, And then I had the opportunity where I was now, where I am now, excuse me, uh, at a larger, much larger defense contractor doing same role in TA with a little bit more responsibilities and a lot more visibility to different projects and things like that where, I've been very fortunate, and this is, you know, by far the best team I've ever worked on. We're 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 home. We're we're at home, twenty four seven. You know, we're we're working here. We travel sometimes, which is great. You know, get some opportunity to get out. But, um, you know, we're still home, right? Uh, so, pretty much that's it from a professional side. I mean, personal. I'm married to my wife, um, Sam. Shout out. Uh-huh. So we've been together for. Um, seven years this year. We've been married wow. for going on four. Yep, uh, it's crazy, man. Uh, I always tell her, I'm like, damn, I can't believe we're like actually married. Like this is for real. Um, because I just can't believe it, you know. Um, and then uh, we got a little dog, uh, Mini Aussie. As I know, you got Aussies as well, man. Oh, yeah, uh, he's right next in the garage to me. right now, so they don't bark when we record. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's next to me. I gave him this big ass bone uh, to basically just chew on for the next couple hours, um, and that's about it, man. I, I moved out of Linden pretty much when I got married. Moved to uh, Edison, which is crazy. Um, you know, somewhat of a quote unquote upgrade, if you will. And then, uh, yeah, man, we bought our house in East Brunswick two years ago. Now we've been here since and just kind of chilling, man. Awesome, awesome. I will take a huge step back, uh, going back to the beginning yeah. story. I mean, we know yeah. each other. I, I was just trying to do the math in my head. F- f- correct me if I'm wrong. I think it's like 16 going on 17 years, bro. Yeah, it's it's long. So I mean, yeah, pretty like, much. I'm pretty sure I met you. When, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Nah, a minimum. Uh-huh. I, I definitely met you when I was like 14. I, I want to say like freshman year yeah. at a minimum. And, yeah, uh, at absolute minimum. Yeah, we, we were pretty tight throughout those four years. And, and yep. I remember. I know we have tons of memories. But the awesome part is uh, we were able to keep in touch throughout all these years. All of the years I was in the military. Every time I came mm-hmm. back, we just always had our conversations here and there. And I think what was the best part is, uh, you know, it could be months without speaking to you, but I just get on the phone yep. with you, and it's like nothing. You know, we picked up where we left yep. off. Not a missed beat. Yep. So that was awesome. And then going back to you and your wife. I do have to say this on the podcast. If it wasn't for some young, dumb kids going to Atlantic <laughs> City, and if we didn't yep. get drunk enough to go in our slacks and dress shoes into the pool, we yep. have met your wife that night. <laughs> no, man. And I know you were there, dude. I know. It's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. So congrats it's to you cool. guys. You guys are rocking. And that, that's awesome. Like, I always look back at it. I'm like, man, man. Like, do you ever think, like, on that day? I would find my wife. <laughs> nah, man. I mean, yeah, we know. You know, we had a couple, couple drinks flowing to say the least. Um, mm-hmm. So it was just interesting, and, and it's funny you mentioned that because I, I told my wife yesterday, I'm like, yeah, I'm jumping on the podcast with Steve tomorrow, blah blah. I was like, yo, it's crazy, man. I was like, I told her, I was like, I, I still have the letters you and I were writing each other from boot camp. Really? In my like, yeah, I still have them. I remember oh, I have them in a shoebox somewhere, bro. And I was like, you yeah, gotta- man. <laughs> It's well, crazy how like life I gotta evolves, see that. I gotta bro. see that. I tell you what, my handwriting has not got better since then. So I'm pretty sure it's chicken yeah. scratch. 
Yeah, it was. It was tough to decipher, but I get it. You were fucking, you know, in a different spot. Yeah, not probably the most comfortable running situation, but oh yeah, yeah, I think it's crazy. But yeah, man, I agree. I mean, I know life gets between a, you know, the best of us sometimes, man. But like you said, bro, anytime we pick up the phone, it's like picking up where we just left off, you know, and nothing really kind of changed since. All right, as we dive in, the main topic that we're going to discuss is mental health, uh, emotional mental health, mental health with men, right? We're going to talk about your story, but as we go into it, I was doing some uh, research today, and if, if you follow me on Instagram, I just posted it on my story today. Obviously, when you whoever's listening to this, the story's gone by now. But <laughs> uh, and then what it said was, if you're going through anything mentally, emotional, whatever you're going through, and you're here here alive to to listen to this, then you got something. He said, because most people who are going through it don't get to wake up the next day because they didn't have what it takes. So they just completely quit. So, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm a firm believer that people who are, you know, speaking on it, talking on it, hey, my hat's off to you. I'm I'm throwing it on the podcast all the time. As I introduce myself to other people, I'm throwing myself out there just because I feel Mm -hmm. like it needs to be said. Uh, Some stats before I ask you any questions. I I was just looking it up, man. 37% 37% of uh, of men, this is from 2021 when they did a census or the, a survey, right? Uh, mm-hmm. 37% of men suffer from any type of mental health, depression, anxiety, right? And it's only 21% that actually reach out for the help. So you can imagine, you know, what that number looks like and how many people are actually opening their mouth because it's that weird stigma and, and you, could, you could stop me if I'm wrong, but I feel like there's a weird stigma that guys are afraid to say something and they don't want to say something because, you know, there's that idea and stereotype of I got to be a man and I got to shut up and mm-hmm. keep moving, shut up in color. And I hate that. Yeah. So you go ahead and tell me, right? First question is, uh, you know, what's mental health to you? Yeah, man. Uh, so pretty much just clarity, brother. I mean, just mental. And, and it's funny because you don't realize sometimes when you're going through it until you get better because you notice that change, right? You notice that mental clarity. You notice that, hey, I feel good about myself. Right, uh, versus feeling low, feeling depressed, right? Not having the the energy to do much, right? Um, and for me, that's what kind of hit me, right? And then it took me a while to understand and to piggyback off your point, man. You know, you and I had that double dose. By that is, we're both males, right? And we're both Hispanic, right? Yeah. And in a Hispanic community, man, you know that, dude. That any any really religion, right? I don't know. I mean, uh, religion or race, right? The man's always the man. But in the Hispanic culture, man, like I remember, like my dad would just say, "Like you, like you don't got time for that. Like you got to brush it off and you keep on going, right?" And like it took me a second to realize, like, no, like I have to put my ego aside to get better, right? And yeah. it took me a while to click, right? Um, but to answer your question, I mean, mental health for me is just having clarity, having peace of mind, right? Versus struggling with depression right or uh no motivation right or just angry at the world you know um and just coming up for with excuses for myself truthfully i mean that's all it is right um and yeah i mean hopefully that answers that oh yeah 100 i agree i would say uh i mean i think it ties into two separate parts of the whole mental concept it's going to be your the mental health and then it's going to be your your emotional health so i think like mm-hmm. mental health is how are you processing the events or trauma trauma traumatic events that's happening in your life and then the emotional part is how you feel what and how you're going through that and to ex- exercise yeah. both of them has to be something that you do because otherwise like you said uh it's easy to fall into a dark hole and <laughs> it's really hard to climb yeah. out sometimes right so oh yeah no absolutely so go ahead and tell me, I want to know exactly when you started, I guess, battling, suffering, struggling, suffer, excuse me, suffering, struggling, any part. When did mental health become a big part of, you know, what your your life? Yeah, man. So, um, so I'll pretty much kick it back to 2019 um, or probably 2018, I'd say. So, um so back in 2018, uh, my parents decided that at that time in their life, it was best for them to split, right? Uh, and they got divorced, right? So my parents got divorced back in 2018, uh, which put me in an awkward situation, right? And what I mean by that is um, I was getting married the following year, right? So here I am thinking that marriage is the, the, the strongest thing, the most beautiful thing, as I'm ready to essentially do that with my wife the next year, right? Yeah. But at the same time, 
I'm being torn because my parents of almost 30 years are now calling it quits, right? And they're getting divorced, mm. right? So uh, that was very difficult to, for me, right? Um, but I didn't really know how to kind of react to that, right? Um, so I just compartmentalized it and internalized it, right? Yeah. Pretty much. And, you know, just said, fuck it. I'll, I'll worry about it another day, right? And what that did was just slowly just eating me, man, eating me, you know, as time went on, right? I thought the opposite. I thought it would get better. And it didn't, right? Um, so we're in 2019 now. I'm a couple months away before getting married. Um, and my dog, man, my childhood dog, uh, which you might remember, Lucky, yeah. he was, um, unfortunately, man, he he got a really bad ear infection and, and went septic to his bloodstream, which so I had to put him down. Yeah. Right? So fucking broke me, you know, to put my dog down of almost nine years. You know, I, I felt a lot of guilt towards there. I felt a lot of resentment towards that. You know, a, a lot of blame, which really was nothing I could do, right? It was just something medical that happened to him. It quickly turned, right? But again, I, I took a lot of guilt and responsibility for that. Again, just compartmentalized it, right? I told myself my ego was a lot better than that. And there's no time to deal with it, right? Um, and then last but not least, uh, I get married. Beautiful new chapter in my life, you know, super exciting. And my mom moved to Spain. She, yeah. after her divorce, right, um, she essentially waited for me to, you know, kind of get married and up and running. And she moved to Spain back with her family, right, to, to start her new chapter, if you will. So there's a lot of emotional tossing and turning, like positive things here, negative things there, right? And just a lot of shit, man, that... I truthfully just compartmentalized again, and and I just kept dropping that down right further and further and further. But again, now I'm dealing shit from 2018. I'm dealing shit from 2019. You know, a lot of things from 2019 that I just kept putting in, and and truthfully, I didn't realize how bad I was getting from a, not a motive. Like I didn't have any motivation, man. Like I didn't have any motivation. I didn't have any want to do much. But you know. As a lot of people that suffer from mental health, man, we put a smile on and we keep going, right? Yeah. We're not telling anyone anything. And, and it sucks, right? Because I, I essentially you waste a lot of time where you can be rebuilding yourself. But again, you know, to that percentage, man, like 20-something percent of people really only seek out help. At the time, I was not. That was not me, yeah. right? Uh, so fast forward, the fucking pandemic hits, lockdown. Everyone in general is getting so crazy just from being home let alone now me, I got all this fucking baggage pretty much um, from all these years. Uh, and I remember talking to my wife about it. I'm just like, you know, I was sleeping in really late. I didn't really have any energy for work. I didn't have any energy to really do anything. I was just pretty much a waste of space, just breathing air, you know, and that was it, you know. Uh, and I told my wife that and she was like, you know, as much as I want to help you, you got to help yourself first, right? Um, she's like, I can't help someone who can't help themselves because it's not going to do me or you any justice if you don't help yourself, yep. right? And that was a tough pill to swallow, man. It was like, damn, like, I was trying to look for help, and I know she wanted to help me, but she kind of motivated me to get that next step, right, um, to, to better myself, right? So I remember it was actually on my mom's birthday, man. I'll never forget this shit. So October 17th, 2020 uh, was my first day of therapy, man. Um, and it took me a while to to understand the concept, to understand uh, what I was really going through, right? Um, but I finally had the fucking switch, right? It just like either I go through this dark hole, right, for the rest of my life or just figure this shit out, right, and, and help someone, or have someone help me. So I did therapy for about three and a half, four months, weekly, bro, weekly, every week. It was either every Tuesday night or every Wednesday night. Virtual, right, yep. um, because the pandemic was still there, uh, which I was fine about. Like, my wife was like, oh, don't you want to be, like, in person? I mean, listen, man, anything, Zoom or over a phone call, is better than nothing, yeah, right? I mean, this the, the, the act of doing yeah. it, right? So 
um, you know, in therapy, man, as much as I didn't want to do it, um, I put my pride and ego aside to really better myself. And because at the end of the day, man, I knew no one else was going to do it for me. Right. And, and even if they tried to do it for me, no one was going to be able to help me if it wasn't for myself. Right. It's like, what's that quote? It's like, you can't expect others to love you if you don't love yourself or something along those lines. So pretty much I was like, I bit the bullet. Right. Um, I looked at myself for that, the, the quote unquote accountability mirror. Right. Oh, yeah. uh, from David Goggins. Oh, right. Yeah. And just fucking checked myself, bro. So I did therapy and, and the whole therapy, man, she just probing questions. She just get me to talk and, and unpack that, right. Unpack this car, this shit that I was going through and, and really understanding what what it was, right? What the root factor was, how can we get past it and how can we move forward, right? Without quote unquote relapsing, right? Into that dark hole, right? Um, so it took me about four months, you know, and um, it, it helped tremendously, man. I mean, it was like a fucking breath of fresh air after even the first, the first time, man. And, uh, you know, obviously it's emotional, right? You cry, you know, I cried, I fucking laughed. I cried, I laughed because everything is coming back yeah. out. Right. Um, you're, you're essentially dealing with your problems now. Yeah. Now you got to put them on the table, you know, um, and deal with it versus just putting it away in that, you know, she kept saying like that invisible pocket, right. And just putting shit away for, for later. Um, so it's tough, man. Cause you have to now dig deep and start to realize like, yo, I'm fucked up mentally right and that's you know hurting my mental health my physical health right i was in the worst shape possible you know i just ate like shit all the time you know being from home i was just sedentary right i was just not moving yeah. right i would just fucking go from the couch to the fridge to the office to the couch to the fridge to my office like it was that's yeah. it um and uh just my marriage man like i i, I didn't want to put that to my wife man like my wife is very upbeat very positive you know, and, and I didn't want to be that, that fucking anchor to bring her down, dude. Like, I I had to not be selfish anymore. Um, and, you know, like I said, three or four months of therapy was great. But after the first one, man, it just felt awesome to just let go, you know, all that baggage, bro. And, you know, it was like taking a thousand to like a million pounds of just weight off my shoulders, right? And being able to understand, like, man, like, I didn't know how bad it was until now, you know, and you start to then click like, man, like, so moving forward, man, I mean, it's just been kind of utilizing what I learned through therapy and stuff and try not to let things bother me too much. And if they do try to deal with it right on the spot. Right. Um, because it is tough, man. And it's very easy, bro, to fall back into it. Very easy. Right. Because, Let's be honest, we were there already, right? So what is it to say for us to go back, yeah. right? Um, so, you know, that that was kind of my story. I mean, from from that mental health perspective, most recently I, I've kind of noticed myself not as dramatically going back, right? Um, but starting to have those, um, I guess, first steps, right, of that process, if you will. Um, because again, I've been home, man. I've been home every day, you know, yeah, I'll go to the gym or I'll run an errand, but majority of my day is home yeah, working, right? I know you know that, yeah. right? You know, it's, it's a tough battle, right? So to do that, man, I said, all right, I'm going to take a step further. And then, um, I'm passionate about like firearms and things like that. So I, I ended up picking up a job as a range officer at a local, um, shooting range pretty oh, much nice. couple nights during the week yeah nothing crazy man just a couple nights just to get out right um and like have that sense of purpose of like getting actually dressed right not wearing a fucking t-shirt and shorts <laughs> right like yeah like getting out getting up and about man like just kind of having something in that that in-person camaraderie right with the guys that i work with uh, just something small, man. Again, I, I told myself it wasn't going to be like I'm working 40, 50 hours a week there, but a couple days just to get a routine going. And that's helped. That's helped because it gives me a purpose. Like, for example, tonight, I know I got to go, right, at 6 o'clock. So my whole day now is kind of wrapped around that working backwards, if yeah. you will, right? Um, 
So now I know, hey, I got to do that. And, and just little things like that, man. But I know it's a long, you know, long no, answer, good. but I would say, yeah, it's yeah, definitely no, real. perfect. So I'll For go sure. to the beginning of what you were saying. Uh, as you're compiling the, these events, right, these traumatic events, that's the easy thing to do. It's easy just to shut up, color, keep it. I'll deal with it later. It's also easy for someone on the yeah. outside looking in to be like, man, hey, Lazaro, you got this going on. You got this going on, this going on. But you as a person, right? I'm just saying this generally. You as a person is like, nah, yeah, nah, yeah, yeah. I'll deal with it the way I'm going to deal with it. But, yeah, I'm yeah, good. Like, I'm for me, good, it was it was know. like, I'm a drink. I'm going to eat trash. I'm a drink. I'm going to eat trash. I'm a drink. I'm going to play video games. And that's how mm-hmm. I was dealing with it, not realize, realizing until you yeah. get to that breaking point. You're like, okay, there's an issue, right? So I think the, the hardest part is yeah. accepting that, hey, I'm in a storm. I'm in a storm and mm-hmm. the storm needs to pass and or I need to get I need to get the hell out of the storm. And I think the hardest part is mm-hmm. accepting that that way you can say, OK, I need to go about fixing this. How am I going to do that? And, and I think it's great that you went to therapy. Yeah. So, you know, I commend you for that, because most shoot, most men I meet, the, the response I get is, no, nah, I don't need therapy because I ain't weak. I ain't weak. I don't need to go to therapy. Yeah. And I remember when I started going to therapy, I was at the beginning, I was embarrassed. I was embarrassed to sit down in that chair. Yeah. I did virtual. I did virtual yeah. before and I did in person. But both times, it's, it's that awkward feeling because, mm-hmm. like, oh man, nothing's wrong with me. I don't need to be here, or you're afraid to bring it up because you know, yeah. some people think automatically because you're going to therapy that you know, uh, you're going through the worst thing or the easiest thing, and it's like, okay, don't judge me. But in reality, that person talking to you is, is just there to help you, and, and the end state is that you're yeah. going to get to learn more about yourself each time you do it, and then come up with solutions. Mm-hmm. So. For the ones listening, yeah. I talk. Actually, I talked to a lot of veterans as well, but a lot of individuals are saying, "You know, I got this. I got this. I this." And I'm like, "You know what? You should try this. It might not work for you, but if you can't tell me it doesn't work, if you don't try it, so that's awesome." Yeah. What are some of the obviously therapy, but what are some of the other uh, practices, or how do you exercise your mental health other than obviously now you're doing the range thing and uh, you were doing therapy? Yep. What are some of the other things that really helped? Yeah, man. I mean, just trying to get out the house, right, and trying to keep every day a little bit different, right? Um, so what that means for me, so for example, like, uh, I try to split up my week where, like, for example, Mondays and Tuesdays, I'll go out, I'll get Starbucks, right? Just like a, yeah. a treat, right? You know, quote-unquote treat, if you will. Wednesdays and Thursdays, I'll try to watch a little bit of Netflix during the day if I have some time off during work, right? Um and then Thursdays and Fridays, usually once it gets to the weekend, I'm either doing something with my wife or vice versa. But just just trying to keep busy, man. Um, and, and, you know, it's funny. Uh, another thing I do is um, my wife got me this fucking, which I thought, again, back in the day was so stupid, right, and so ridiculous. But she got me this journal, man, a journal. And so writing journal uh-huh. every day, man. Uh, it's called it's called the main journal, um, which is funny, right? Um but it is essentially five things every day. Uh, so I'll read. It's like um, every day you got to write. It starts off with a quote, right? Like a pretty inspirational quote. And then it talks about you have to put three bullet points for what you're grateful for. Three bullet points for what will make today awesome. And then three bullet points on your daily affirmations, right? Um, and it just helps, man. Like that to me, you know, I'll get coffee. I'll do this. I'll do that track myself but just putting my thoughts on paper man um that to me has been the most success right um and my wife got me this a couple uh, about two christmases ago she got me a journal and then last year you know last christmas she got me another one right because they're about a year long but just putting thoughts on paper man have been extremely helpful um just stuff that it's okay you know like there's gonna be tough days right and then there's gonna be great days but just re focusing on and re um telling myself right like everything is good right and and if it's not let's talk about it right um and really you know the biggest thing man i I can't stress enough is that as i'm sure you are man just leaning on my wife dude like you know i'll talk to her about it like hey i had a shit day today let's talk about it you know we have what we call uh our, uh, our marriage check-in, right? Uh, where she'll be like, hey, what's going on? What's on your mind? Talk to me. And that's usually when I unload. Like, hey, long day at work. Or, hey, this is going on with my family. Or, hey, you know, um, most common, man, it's, it's I miss yeah. my mom, dude. And I know you, you can relate to this as well, right? Because you're not in the same state, right? Um, and, you know, for my mom, man, she's in Europe. She's six hours ahead. 
So whenever I want to talk to her, right, and I got to, like, fucking plan out my whole day, the hours, this and that. And sometimes with our schedules, man, you know the shit, yeah. it's, it's hard. You can't just sometimes put it on the calendar, right, and things come up. So, you know, just be more vocal about it, more honest about it, and not letting it build up, man. But I recommend to do the, the journal thing has is, is been extremely beneficial to me, uh, yeah. at least for me, right? Um, I like uh, the journal. For sure. I, I never use it uh, just because I'm terrible at writing, or at least I think I'm terrible at writing, right? But <laughs> I like that because uh, I always, for example, I have multiple things. I don't just have one or two things that I'm doing to exercise my mental and emotional health. Uh, I like, you know, for example, I'll throw a quick breakdown. I love podcasts now. Like, not just recording, but listening to them because I'm, I'm getting a lot of, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I'm getting a lot of ideas, but I'm learning how to deal with my emotions, learning how to go through what I'm going through by other people's experiences. So I think that's like one of my top favorites. Uh, I gotta, I have this, I have this routine now. Uh, you know, I, I listen to the podcast in the morning. Mm-hmm. I'm going to the gym. Uh, I need to get out of my house. Cause I, like you said, I work from home as well. So sometimes you might feel like you're in jail just being home mm-hmm. all day because there's days where you know, yeah. there's a lot of days where I'm wearing basketball shorts and maybe a polo if I'm on a video call. But other than that, I'm, I'm just hanging out and it, it's easy mm-hmm. to get complacent and it's easy to get caught up in your thoughts and just be lethargic, which is part of being de- uh, depressed for the most part. You know, that's one of the, characteristics Mm -hmm. and i just think shoot if i lose my train of thought i just think that you have to continue to find different ways to do that so you know adding that to the mix uh i like that you know you're getting out the house i go to the gym i have a gym in my garage and my wife's like why you always go to the y i'm like i need to get out the house and 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 it's not just for my physical it's for my mental because i'm getting out and about i'm doing things that i enjoy because that's going to keep you on the right track to keep your emotions on track because it's simple yeah bro even just fresh air even just fresh air, man. Like, like with my dog, like I'll just take him out on like a fifteen-minute walk on our development. Like, even as something as little as that, just getting fucking fresh air, yeah. bro, helps. Right, clears the mind, stimulates your body. Like, it's it's a lot, man. And like, you know, my wife doesn't get it because she, so yeah. she's always out, anyways. But like, we're we're, we're home, dude. And like, you want to be excited about being home. And for a while, it was almost like a burden. Yeah. Like, you look at your house differently. Because like this is your 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 office, you know, realistically yeah. too. So it's hard to decipher like, all right, what's an office space versus like my house. So yeah, it's it's crazy. So I agree, bro. Just getting out is is more for mental than than, yeah, for than sure. For sure. And then going back to your mom, I mean, I agree with that point too. I mean, I spent my time in the military. While I'm away from my family, so I had to find ways to interact with my family that I wasn't used to. You know, being home before I joined the military, I just mm-hmm. go down the street to see my grandmother or my mom. Well, all my family lives in the immediate area, so I get to see them all the time. And now, I mean, yeah. you know, 12 years ago, you know, I left for, for the Marines. And now the routine I have now with my mom is we're texting every day or work on the phone, video call. Every day when I pick up Angel mm-hmm. or my son from daycare, probably around 30 minutes after I pick him up, I'm on the phone with her on a FaceTime call. Because that's my that's my time to catch up with her. That's my time to let her see her grandson, and, and yeah. it just puts me at ease. Because I think it's important to have a what you're going back to like it's important to have that check in with your wife or your loved ones that that check in with your community because yeah. that community is supporting you. So if you don't have that support community with everything you're oh, going yeah. through, then you're gonna feel alone in the storm, and you're gonna be a, a lonely oh, man yeah. walking with an umbrella trying to get through the storm. And and that's that's not fun. <laughs> it's good to have that support yeah. community with you because the storm's gonna end, man. Like. As long as you're exercising, as long as you're pushing and you're being consistent and you're not giving up on yourself, then the storm has to come to an end. But you have to understand that you're in it. And if you don't understand that you're in it, you're not doing the things necessary to get past it, then I feel like you just stay in the slump. You stay in the dark hole, you know? So. Yeah. And okay. what I was going to say before you kicked that off, what you said, man, consistency, dude. Like a lot of people think just going to therapy or doing something once is that's it, right? Like, like they'll go to one one uh, therapy session and they think that automatically now they're good to go, right? Or they'll do that one you know time at the gym and they'll say, "Oh, I'm good to go." Like it's consistency, bro. Like you you hit the nail on the head, man. Like you have to continue to better yourself, right? This isn't a one time thing, right? Where you check off the box and say, "Hey, went to therapy once, I'm good, yep. bro." Like that's it, you know. It's like you have to consistently better yourself, consistently work on yourself because. Like you said, man, that storm is always right behind you, dude. And if you let it hit you, yeah. it's going to come, right? So you always have to be a step you know, ahead of the storm. So, yeah. It's you just know what? Let me ask you this. 
I feel like, for example, my parents split up. They were divorced when I was a, a kid. And I think most most families, I mean, it sucks to say this, but most families are split up when the children are in a younger age, right? Yeah. Now, this happened to you at an older age. Do you think that you would have been affected differently yeah. if it would happen when you were younger? Yeah, no. One, and, and I get this a lot, actually. Um, and, and people think it's easier, right, as an adult. Um, it's not, man. Uh, because you think about it this way. And and divorce, regardless, yeah. is not easy, right? So let me preface this. Um, whether you're younger or you're older, right? Um, but for me, bro, like, and, and I'm very fortunate now that, you know, my dad and I have a really good relationship. My mom and I have a really good relationship. You know, it, it's good, right? But there was a while where it was like, shit was rocky, right? You know, very torn between both. You know, I, I was almost put in the middle a lot, right? So that 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 was shitty, right? Um, but as an adult, man, like for me, it was hard in the sense that you can put two yeah. and two together now, right? And you can understand. And then you start to think back, bro. Like that was what would trip me up the most. Like you start thinking back and every core memory, right? Every little thing. And you ask yourself, was this real? Was it not real? What happened? And I assumed a lot of guilt, man. And I know it wasn't because of me, right? My parents reassured me that. Obviously, it's just them, right? As a as a couple, you know, not was able to blend together. But it's tough because you, you understand more. You understand life. Like, you grow up with them. Like, I was, what, 28, 27. So I was a, an older adult, you know? So, like, it was tough, man, because you understand. And, and like I said, I was in the part of getting married, right? So I knew what love was, and I and I thought love was forever, right? So it was a very interesting perspective. Now, I think if I was younger, it would have been hard, yeah, right? Because then you, you go through, like, custody and shit like that, and you got to mm-hmm. pick mommy or daddy, right? You know, it's very tough, right? And and as a, a little kid, that that's tough, but you know, it, it would be just a different challenge, man, because I feel like I wouldn't yeah. understand much of the why. But then also you have to grow up knowing your parents live in separate houses. I just lost you real quick. You might. Hey, can you hear me? I think we lost them. Let's give it a second. Hey, what you need to do is you need to log out and log back in. All right, now I got you. Now I got you. Awesome. I could just edit that. No big deal. Uh, yeah, but yeah. So I think it'd be harder. As a, I mean, not harder, but equally as challenging, man, as a little kid or as an adult. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it'd be easier as an adult because I can just, you know, but it wasn't, man. And, and like I said, as a kid, I think you have a longer time period of the back and forth, right? Like yeah. one of my ex-girlfriends, which you know, right? Um, her parents are divorced, you know, at a young age, similar to like yourself. Mm-hmm. And the back and forth was very difficult for her, right, um, as well, you know, because you have to go the holidays, this, that, right? So they're just different challenging, I think, um, you know, and, and equally as hard, just in different ways, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah, it does make sense. And I think, like you said, it definitely, either way, it's a traumatic event. Whether yeah. you're the kid or you're the grown adult going through it, it's traumatic. And with that being said, I think it translates to these events in your life or just life period, you can't control certain things and once you're able to accept that hey what happened here i cannot control but i need to accept mm-hmm. it because that's the only way you're going to start the healing process because a lot of people get hemmed up about the stuff they cannot control i'm a, i'm a victim of it man i mean you know, oh, me, Bruce, same you know here. me really well same and here. I, I would beat yeah. myself up thinking like okay well this is what i'm responsible for the consequences the actions i think i lost you are you still here Hold on. I think I lost them. And we'll be right back after these short messages. Resilience on the Rocks is brought to you by V Ballard Consulting. Are you looking to develop your property or need help with construction estimating? V Ballard Consulting provides civil engineering, land development designs, and can provide you with quantities for your next construction bid. For more information, email Info at vballadconsulting.com or call 864-376-1495. That's info at vballadconsulting.com or call 864-376-1495. Now back to Resilience on the Rocks. Okay, okay. 
Can we you lost you for a second? Yeah, I know. Put you back, bro. I don't know what happened. Uh, yeah, no problem. So what I was saying, um, you know, let me get back in there. So you have to be able to accept, like, okay, this is what happened. Mm -hmm. This is the cause and effect. Accept what you can. Control what you can and accept what you can. Yeah. Because a lot of time I, I beat myself up a lot thinking like, oh, man, all this is happening and the world is falling and crumbling underneath my feet. And it's all my fault. Yeah. But only some of it I can control. But what you can control is how you react to it. Mm -hmm. What you can control is how you grow from it. What you can control is how you heal. Yeah. So you could be mopey and down in the dumps all you want about, you know, you know, something small like my goldfish dying. But I can't change that. Yeah. I had no, no. It's, maybe, maybe the goldfish died because I didn't feed him. Or maybe he was just going to die anyway. Yeah. It's not but control, I have to man. accept it. Yeah. I have to accept it and move on from it. And I think that's, that's one of the hardest parts because depression i mean for me a lot of the things you know i controlled and didn't control with with the stuff i go through but at the end of the day what happened happened and if i don't grow from it then i didn't learn from anything and then now what i'm going through is complacency stuck in a storm so yeah. <laughs> i want to get through that so that this is how we're going to do it so i think the the moral of the story and the message is like you got to find different ways to get through it mm -hmm. like everyone i think everyone's going through it whether you're a male or female it doesn't it doesn't matter because we're all going through it. we're all going to go through life and if you don't start taking the steps, then your mental health, your emotional health, you're not going to be at your potential of what you're trying to do. Because let me ask you this. So I, when I look at you and I talk about you, I, I put you on a pedestal of a successful person, right? Thanks, man. But no, you're welcome, bro. But now, if you wasn't doing what you were doing behind the scenes before you talked to me about this, would you be in that same seat? I don't know. You tell me. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know either, man. It's tough. I mean, uh it's tough. I mean, would I be here? Probably not, bro. I mean, if I was still dealing with my demons, man, like we all got demons. We all got to stop fighting, right? Um, and to your point, I mean, you got to control what you can control. Um, but probably not, man. I would have still been complacent in my last job, in my last role. I mean, not really motivated because that was my biggest thing, man. I just had no motivation left in the tank, right? And no, no willingness to want to better myself. Um, so probably not, dude, to be honest with you. Let's be real. I mean, the one thing that kind of turned around for me is when I got, you know, on the right track, if you will, was I had to fucking snap out of it and get better and better myself and better my family, right? So that that going to therapy motivated me to, to hustle more, right, to work harder, going to therapy, you know, and working on myself, right? Because, again, therapy was only a couple months. But the, the continuation, yeah. right, was – Getting a job that paid more money, man, uh, to provide more. Buying our first house, man, like that was that was huge for me. That was a big milestone for me. Uh, it's funny, man, and now a lot of people know this. Um, but when I graduated Norwich, right, I knew my life was going to be a little bit different, right. And I wrote down five goals on this fucking loose leaf piece of paper, which I have somewhere in my office here, uh, busted handwriting and all, right. Uh, but I told myself that by the time I hit thirty. I wanted to hit five goals, right? Um, number one, be married, right? Number two, buy a house. Um, number three, make a certain amount of money, right? Number four, uh, be in a career, you know? And then I forgot number five was like something like have a dog or some shit like that or whatever, right? Uh, I was just trying yeah. to put five on a paper, right? Um, and bro, when I tell you that most of it wasn't, you know, I got married, right? I mean, I got married a couple of years ago in 2019 and stuff. But, like, most of my other goals, man, weren't until I got better mentally, right? Um, yeah. Truthfully, I'm going to be honest. Like, a lot of my goals, you know, whether it was money, whether it was a house, whether it was anything else, like, I had to better myself mentally, physically, emotionally, right, to then be able to tackle the rest of the shit, you know, because I told myself, I said, dude, if at 21, bro, I gave myself nine years and I still haven't done half this shit. I got to kick it into overdrive by the time I hit 30, bro. And, and, and thanks yeah. to God, man, and just my family. And just, you know, I, I don't want to be religious, right, and stuff like that. But just thanks to everything else, man, I was able to hit that, right? Um, so to answer your question, I don't know. I probably wouldn't be where I am today if I didn't seek the help or, like you said, accept it, right, and better myself, Um because I didn't have any motivation, bro. I didn't have any drive. I was, I was, I was, the bottom of the barrel, just fucking waiting for the bus to come, man. And and I had to realize yeah. I was a driver, dude. I had to drive my own success, drive my own life. I couldn't wait for anyone else to do that. Um, 
And that's it, bro. Now every day is just trying to be better than yesterday, dude, and and try to be better than you know last week and the week before, and always look forward, man, and, and not being so holding on in the past because we all know, dude, the past is always there to either better us or haunt us, right? Um, and it's always true, us to true, like, true. get better. Bro. Awesome, man. Okay, okay. So let me ask you this, right? So if you were to sit down and give somebody advice, somebody who's going through mental health, depression, anxiety, some emotional health, whatever they're going through, they're down to the dumps and then the heart of the storm, what would be the first piece of advice you would give them to to start uh, the healing process? Yeah, I mean, so number one, man, accept it, right? Um, you know, put the ego aside, right? Realize that if you are struggling and if you physically can comprehend that you're down in the dumps, man, you just have to accept it, number one, most importantly, understand that if you're not right it's okay and that's the other thing dude it's okay a lot of people put pressure on themselves a lot of people have the stigma as we talked about earlier right of hey i I, i'm the man i i can't be feeling down or i i can't be the the quote-unquote weaker person right it's okay dude We're, we're all battling this shit right regardless of how small or how impactful it is we all got stuff in our minds, man. We all got stuff going on, and that's okay. So just accepting that, understanding it's okay is number one, dude. Um, and number two, man, I mean, since the pandemic, I, I was helping a friend of mine earlier as well, similar, right, just struggling to, to find a sense of purpose in life, right? Um, you know, the pandemic is the one positive, I think I would say, is a lot of stuff has been more accessible for me mental health, right? So there's a lot of hotlines out there that are also free, man. Like you don't, you know, you're going to talk to someone yeah. over the phone or zoom, but it's free, bro. I remember when I had to go through therapy, I had to get insurance involved. Then I had to go pay out of pocket, this, that, like a lot of people have that meanings to do. Others don't. It's okay. Right. There's a lot of free places out there online where you can call a hotline and talk to someone, right? Just understanding that there is something wrong, identifying what that is and just working to be better, man, talking it out. Um, you know, I would say it's number two. Number three, man, um, and I'm a big proponent of this, is leaving the house, man, and going somewhere different. Somewhere you haven't gone before. Um, somewhere you, whether it's another city in your state, whether it's another state, whether it's another country, right? Again, different tiers, right, and levels, right? I know it, there's a lot of financial yeah. to it, right? So I'm not going to say everyone jump on a fucking plane to Thailand, right? You know, but it, it's just something <laughs> different, right, to get you out of your everyday monotony, if you will, right? Um, and, like, for us, for example, uh, we took a trip to San Diego, and I, right? It was something that we wanted to see. And as I started to get better, man, she was like, fuck it. Like, let's go, right? We Let's go. I know you've been on your bucket list. And it doesn't have to be like that, you know, but even like another city or something else, explore something new that's fresh to you. Because what that provided to me was like a new sense of like clarity, a sense of fresh, a new, if you will, right? Um, yeah. And pretty much, man, last thing is be consistent about it. You know, we understand Life is ups and downs, man. It's a fucking emotional roller coaster, right? Of highs, you know, you ride the highs, you drag the lows, man. But just be consistent with yourself and, and always try to be better than yesterday. You don't have to go further than a week, oh, yeah. a year, just yesterday. If you got up at 8 o'clock yesterday, hey, try to get up at either 8 today or 7.30. If you, you know, worked out for 30 minutes, try to work out for 35 minutes today. You know, always... Slow increments, man, because that's another thing. People think that they have to get better by doing some extreme shit, right? Like a one zero to 100, right? And and that's not it, man. You got to take it time by time, you know, if, especially if you had a lot of trauma in your life, a lot of things going on that took a couple of years for you to process. You can't expect to be finished overnight, man, or changed overnight. You yeah. know, it's a healing process. And uh, just being able to identify and understand that there's a process, and as long as you're consistent, it'll all work out, man. That light is at the end of the tunnel, brother. I mean, that that that's the biggest thing that I had to accept. Yep. And no matter how far away it is, it's it's coming. As long as you put the hard work, man, in the consistency and that positive mental attitude, man, 
you're gonna be you're gonna be in the sun pretty soon. Yep, there it is. There it is. Well said. All right, with now the bonus All question, right. the monopoly <laughs> bonus question. All right, check it out. So what I've been doing is I asked this same question to the last maybe five or six episodes. So if you could switch your career path and do something completely different, and the money's irrelevant, they could pay you a million dollars a year yep. if you want it. But what would be the number one profession that you would want to transition to right now? So right now, man, I would be uh, I would try to be an astronaut. So <laughs> because of space, man, space is like this new uh, evolution of life, I feel like. Right. Um, uh, a buddy of mine works for a company called Blue Origin, uh, which is basically Amazon's mm-hmm. space company. Right. Um and so he does all the uh, videoing and editing of all the launches, right, to go up to space. Mm-hmm. And, bro, it's just amazing to see these, you know, either A, really successful people, or B, random Joes that would just randomly select it off a pool and, bro, go to space and just fucking see everything, right? So I would do the whole training, if, you know, obviously money aside and, you know, everything else aside, bro, to be an astronaut, to to see what else is out there, man. I think it's, you know, it's a whole different world literally out there. And, and that would be my go-to is being an astronaut. Um, and then if not, you know, if that doesn't work in the cards, um, own a fucking bodega in Hawaii and just chill. <laughs> chill on the beach, man. Like, like no big deal. And just fucking just hang out, bro. I love the Oahu. I love Maui. So just to be able to be out there on the beach and sand and just chill, you know. Yeah, that's, that's paradise for sure. I miss those days. I miss Hawaii so much, uh, and I wouldn't mind an Aloha number yeah. five. <laughs> yep. So for the listeners, that's a an inside joke for probably 16 years now, but if you don't know, now you know. Shout out to the yep. Aloha oh. number five. But uh, awesome, brother. So as we close this out, man, for any of the listeners, if they want to follow you or get in touch with you, how can yeah, you Yeah, so that? pretty much on Facebook, you know, first and last name, um, Instagram, my first initial L Becerra 31, right? Um, I follow obviously you in the podcast as well. So feel free to search me on there, but yeah, pretty much just, just on social media, my first initial and last name 31. And then, uh, yeah, any questions made on mental health, just feel free to obviously hey, listen to the podcast, but number two, feel free to hit us up man, uh, cause we're more than glad to help as you know, we're kind of doing our own thing. For sure. For sure, man. All right. Well, Laz, this is it. We're going to close it out. I appreciate you. Thank you. Great having you on as, as a friend and a brother. Uh, definitely some good content, and I'm glad you were able to open up and definitely throw this on the table. I really do Thank you, brother. That, I appreciate man. you having me. So Awesome. And that's it. Thanks for listening to Resilience on the Rocks. We'll see you next week. Wait, I'm-